Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Come to you from underneath the peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk. Hello, Be Awesome listeners, followers, sharers. Uh, welcome to episode 105. This is a special one. I'm really excited. Like when I think about uh, the journey of Be Awesome and to be in an actual studio with none other than repeat guest, Mr. Chris Mills. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Very happy to be here. Yeah, I can tell. No, really. I mean it. Yeah, we can tell. Uh, no, Chris is uh, part of the reason why I'm here and why I think our town is really cool and the people are really cool is uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Chris actually did a, what was it? It was a Discovery Easton episode. So it's for businesses? Yeah. Okay. So he did a, uh, the Easton Community Access Television, which is where we're at the studio, uh, went out to Chris's shop and they did a 42 minute long business overview, looking at all his flags and doing all this stuff. And at the end of it all, he said, you ought to talk to Josh Beach. He's got this cool podcast. And uh, Adam, who's in here with us, uh, said, hey, someone else had mentioned uh, Josh Peach, Samantha Godfrey. She did a, a recording of the podcast. I need to reach out to him. And so he reached out to me, uh, said, we've got a studio. If you want to use it, come on down. I checked it out. And uh, here we are. And all things going smoothly. I'll be doing my podcast from here with actual experts and people that know what they're doing. It won't look like I'm in somebody's basement. Uh, just hanging out by myself. I actually have people that... Uh, with the creepy backdrops. Yeah, with the, with the creepy backdrops. Think about COVID with the creepy backdrops. I had a lot of them. I was doing them in my pod. I was doing stuff in my garage, in my basement. Uh, green screens, white screens, no screens. I just figured out... I have a board of health meeting tonight, and I just figured out how to blur my background. It only took three years. On Zoom? Yeah. Yeah, you just go to the... Yeah, never mind. Um, but no, I think it's really cool that... Uh, First of all, thank you for bringing me up in, in your conversation. I think that that's kind of something that's that's cool. And one of the things I want to talk about is kind of our journey in our businesses because we're going into you're going into year six with Shovel Town Flags. I'm going into year five, and we've been uh, kind of helping each other, insulting each other just about the whole time on you know things to you do. You look ridiculous with those headphones. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. You, you don't look any better. Well, yeah, you look like you were just <laughs> sweeping for mines. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm not even get started with you. This is this is just you're just trailed off completely off because of my headphones, and I feel like I need to take them off. And I'm can't now, even make eye contact. I'm now self conscious about my headphones, and I'm trying to have an honest conversation and be complimentary of you. And that's just just where we're going. So no, if Jesus were a minesweeper, <laughs> that's what he'd look like. Now people are going to watch opposed to listen. Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> Hey, be sure to follow us on YouTube and subscribe because Chris, I'm sure, will be on more episodes and he will speak more about my headphones and what not to wear. And I might have to invest in something a little bit smaller. But um, so what's been going on with you? Let's let's start there. What's new with Chris Mills and Shoveltown Flag and your paramedic and firefighter still have a construction business, have a family, just did a bunch of renovations in your house. You're not not too busy with things. 
No, plug it along. Um, we've seemed to have recovered from Freilich, uh, from COVID, and businesses steady, for which I'm thankful for. I think we're seeing a slight downturn economically. Um, it hasn't quite hit the consumer yet, but I see construction starting to level off a little bit. Um, oddly enough, as far as flag sales, it's been a busy winter and it's usually dead. February, I usually don't sell anything and I'm very steady, again, for which I'm thankful. I yeah. just assume being in the shop where it's warm. But um, the town of Easton itself has been incredibly busy on the emergency side of things. Uh, people are still getting sick. We, we, The fire department itself is facing some challenges as far as the Brockton Hospital had a fire last week and we can't transport people there anymore, which is one of our regulars. So we're primarily using Good Sam and the Morton Hospital in Taunton, uh, which is, it, you know, some people it's tough to take because you get, you get used to a certain hospital and now they, they can't go there. And that's posing some interesting challenges at work. But is that a longer drive? To Morton opposed to honestly, it's 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 really not. It's just I I think with that hospital is just out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, we're so well, autopilot. Good seeing Brockton, good seeing Brockton, and and you you know, but quite honestly, the Morton's really close. So, I went to the emergency room because my when my grandmother um, mm -hmm. fell uh, last November, and I couldn't put into words or imagine how busy and crazy the hospital was. In November, before the fire, is it the same, worse, is it? It's worse. It's, um, I mean, people are waiting hours. and I mean, if they're not in dire need, they could be waiting. Oh, it's insanity right now. I, I'm, unfortunately, a lot of people are seeking primary care medicine at an emergency room, which does clog the system a little bit as well. But this winter, I, it, it, seems like it's worse than peak pandemic peak the you know the hospitals throughout the commonwealth which is so organized through mm -hmm. the pandemic they really stepped up and did an amazing job um now it's it's it, it's it's just they 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 physically don't have the we've we've taken people to the hospital and they don't physically have beds Right, we've put people in wheelchairs. We've, I mean, it's oh, there it's, were people in hallways that were just yeah. I mean, and, you know, timing is everything. Sometimes there's some some slow periods, but I now that they're swallowing, you know, a third to a half of a hospital's workload, yeah, extra. It's it's uh, and this our area in particular, people forget that uh, to take a hospital like the Good Sam, they're already swallowing a lot of Norwood Hospital's mm -hmm. um, patients that. And that's so, going to be closed for an additional year because they couldn't get a fence or something, right? I think they're rebuilding the whole thing. They, I think they, they are. They're yeah, rebuilding so the whole thing, but they were... That's always out, they yeah. tore the, When they started the demolition was right when COVID started, and they had to have a fence year in construction, so you probably know better than I do, but they had to have some sort of fencing around mm -hmm. the entire, and they couldn't get it. So it put a delay by like six months or a year. So that, that hospital's not going to be done now until like 2025. Yeah. it's And I don't know what the predictions are for the Brockton Hospital to reopen, but the fire was in, um, from what I understand, the main electrical area, yeah. which is the brain of the whole system. So I, I can't see where that would be coming back online any anytime soon. So 
it um you know it's definitely it's challenging for a lot of people but that's from the the paramedic fire department end of things that's kind of what uh we've been dealing with right now presently you've been 20 years 20 26 years 26 years it's like almost a you got almost a career under your belt look at you just about all grown up i got on young and uh yeah and you go to, and you go 24 hour you go 24 hours on a day off and 24 hours on is that how that, that yep. works for everybody yes yeah, that's that's kind of your average fire department schedule, uh, at least in southeastern Mass. Some cities do different things differently, but uh, for the most part, it's day on, day off, day on, five off. So you're odd, like I am you, odd. You, you are. You're you know you're odd. Like it's it's just as, as your your OCD and your ADD and all of them all combined together, and you're up at four o'clock in the morning walking, however many miles, and you just you're going nonstop. How do you adjust? And then we'll start talking about flags and other stuff. But now I just got into some really things that I've never asked you. Like, how does your body adjust from going 24 hours on? You come home and do the things you need to do. That I don't know. Hours. I remember uh, when I was uh, going to college and then went to paramedic school, they talked about how people that work midnights live less, uh, don't live as long as people that work right. and live a uh, regular schedule. It's almost like I don't know any better because you've been doing it for so long. I've been an EMT since I was eighteen, and then I became a paramedic when I was twenty. Yeah, I've just always done this type of schedule. There, there's days where you come home from work and you're kind of a zombie, but then there's days where you just pick up and go. And I think part of the reason, only reason why I, I get up at four is. It's it's my brain is peak when I wake up in the morning, so it's like the best time of the day for me to get stuff done. Go yeah. for a quick walk, come back, and work on construction paperwork or flags, whatever task that I have scheduled yeah. for that day. But that is the best time. You know, most of my close friends they know they can call me at six thirty in the morning. It's completely fine with me. I answer. Yeah, just don't call after seven thirty. Right at night. Oh no, definitely <laughs> not. I don't think I've ever actually. I don't think I've ever talked to you unless it was like an emergency after 8 p.m. No. I spite not answer. <laughs> it's 9.30. There's no reason you, for you to be calling. Yeah. You you just turned into like my parents as a kid. Why are they calling so late? Oh, I, not, 9.30 is late. I'm sorry. Yeah. At 49 years old, 9.30 is late. Mm-hmm. It's not quite the witching hour, but it's yeah, it's up there. See, I'm just getting started. I don't sleep at night. I get up early too. I don't. I don't think I sleep at all. I don't sleep. I just lay in bed and twitch for six hours and then get up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh God. So, well, we got off track on the flag business, um, and I think that something cool when you just talked about the February, uh, this February being you know busy and it normally isn't. I think there's an answer for that, and I and it's one of the things that I I've always admired um, in regards to your your business is the amount that you give, and I I was actually just reading uh, a CEO was talking about you know the success that he's gotten in his business was not from you know the the grind and the grit and all that other stuff it was that he that he was always that what he found was when he gave you know the more he gave the more the more opportunity started to started to find itself and. Um, 
and I don't think it's a surprise that this February you you had a spike because every year you've gone, you know, you started five years ago, you gave a flag for Veterans Day month, right? Yeah, you know, you gave it was one like flag on Veterans Day, then yeah. it was a flag a week. Yep. And then I think the following year was probably a total of seven or eight flags throughout the whole month. There's no regularity to yep. it. And then starting last year, mm-hmm. um, it was a flag a day. Yep. For all of November, and we did it again this year as well. Thirty days in November, so you gave away thirty flags. Yep. I'm glad I know how many days there are in November. But you gave away one really special flag that raised a lot of money. Uh yes. Uh, Channel Five. Uh, the it, thing was a monster. How it big was, was a big. I made it by accident. <laughs> I don't know how you made uh, something that big by accident. It, it was about three feet by five feet, and. Um, Channel 5 and Chronicle had done a story on Shoveltown Flag in uh, a year ago, as a matter of fact. And I had connected with Erica Tarantel, who was the anchor and the person that was interviewing me. And I said, you know, in November, uh, would you like to pick one of the veterans that we could donate a flag to? So as you know, the first couple of years, I would just pick the veterans. Mm-hmm. And then once I established a, a, a core group, I would have the veterans pick veterans Mm-hmm. And then the following year, I would have those veterans pick veterans. So it's it's kind of a it, it just branches out like a like a spider web. Um, and I, I had asked her if she wanted to pick a veteran, and she we connected, and she had two she wanted to. She couldn't decide. I said, "Well, we'll give them both one." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not. I can't really. I can't say their names, but mm-hmm. um, one one's a very public person and. The other one was the oldest living Tuskegee Airman. Yeah. Uh, he lives in Boston, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, Channel 5 was doing a uh, the day before Veterans Day. They were doing a fundraiser telethon. And they had asked if I wanted to kind of help host it with her. Right. And I had a commitment to a club that you and I belong to yeah. that night. So, But I said, you know what? I have this odd-sized flag that we can donate and she said uh, I don't know and then I just I thought I'm like you know what I'm sorry this isn't an auction it's a telephone yeah. my, my bad I said if you want the flag you guys are more than welcome to that so she sent her producer down she came and picked it up she said we don't know what we're gonna do with it yet I just said make make sure a deserving veteran yeah. veteran get it it was a mahogany flag it was I was making a flag for a car dealership. They wanted this big thing. And this one I made uh, wasn't the right color frame. So I said, I'll hang on to it. I'll do something with it. And I made them a different one. So I remember getting ready to go to the fundraiser that we were hosting. Mm -hmm. And my wife was watching Channel 5 and this commercial. And there's my flag on, on TV. And I was like, wow. And so... For every five hundred dollar donation, you are going to that that you every five hundred dollars you donate to mm-hmm. the telethon, you got entered into the raffle for this flag, and I said to myself, I'm like that's a lot of money. Who's gonna who's gonna do that? You right. know, I feel like Daddy Warbucks when I give twenty five, mm-hmm. um, and right off the bat, I, I think it might have been 
I probably I don't even know if it's so AT and T. Yeah, it was AT and T. Yeah, the match committed twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah, to match that, and it just it, it spider went from there, and they connected with me the next day. I can't say how much the flag raised, but a lot. The telethon itself, I believe, was over one hundred fifty thousand, and yeah. the flag was responsible for an a big portion of it, and uh, they. had told me uh it was a, a widow a veterans widow that um won the flag and it was awesome i mean it was yeah. great it was just it was it was just a great story uh i don't want to go into too much detail just yeah. just for privacy reasons but um it it was it was great yeah that's 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 kind of something that's neat that you don't see every day when you talk about privacy reasons because you've given when you give these flags to to these veterans a lot of them don't want the feel good videos and the pictures and all that stuff, the notoriety. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, some of them do, and it's cool. I mean, I saw the one with the, uh, the, the November 1st, the that. guy in the pickup truck yep. and it came out and that's a tear jerker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they are, I mean, all of them, yeah. all of them are, I mean, I gave one to a, a Navy seal a friend of mine. It's a Navy seal. And you know, his, his communication to me was, was wildly emotional. Um, and um, but what's what's really neat is that you know you're doing this and you're doing it for a lot of people and it's like, hey, we just I just you're just doing it and that's that's kind of kind of cool. But there are some there are some cool ones that we can talk about like the Zach Brown band one you raised. What that what that one raised? That one, um, the one they had us at the concert was over eight thousand. Yeah. The only thing that went more was his hat. Remember that somebody spent six, yeah. sixteen thousand dollars on yeah. his hat. That's that's I probably would if I had the money, but. <laughs> <laughs> that was where I accidentally bid. Remember before? We oh were, yeah. I accidentally bid two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> my wife came home before yeah. we left for the airport, yeah. and I was white as a sheet. She yeah. What's wrong? Like I'm like, I did something that I don't know how to undo. We'd like to congratulate Chris Mills. The opening <laughs> bid was twenty five dollars, and he went to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It was a runaway. But uh, oddly enough. That's how I became friends with them. Yeah, that, that's um, and th they reached out to me and like, did you make a mistake? And I was like, uh huh. <laughs> like, do you want us to fix it? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and they were really welcoming at that fundraiser after that. Yep. And that, that's kind of how I've committed, you know, with their fan groups and stuff like that. Some flags with them. But um, what what I started to do this year, and I'm ashamed to admit that I never thought of it prior to when I was doing these November flag giveaways is I I don't know why but just in November I said geez I never include gold star families in this mm -hmm. um, not that you, you want to open up uh, emotional wounds for a family right. everything like that but so I decided I'd pick somebody uh, a gold star family member to um receive a flag yeah. uh, this year. And the, I can't say who it was just yet, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't until Friday that we were actually able to uh, present the flag. Yeah. Um, and he's a politician. And so unfortunately we realized that he has to purchase the flag and it's engraved with his name on it. So, yeah. but it can't, can't be that, that type of a gift, but speaking with him, and it'll probably be public on my page within a week or so. Uh, he said, you know, this is amazing. Um, 
Colts, that families tend to feel like they've been forgotten mm-hmm. over the years. And it, it just, oddly enough, his son's birthday was this weekend. Mm-hmm. So for him to have shown up at the shop and we gave his him son the, that was like, killed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, his son that was KIA this weekend. And oh, it's his birthday this weekend. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just an emotional hour and a half hanging out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the individual is an amazing guy and he's done a lot for public safety in the Commonwealth. And I had uh, a friend of mine, Senator Walter Timothy, who facilitated the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd invited me to the state house to give it and we know how I am and I didn't think the state house would be in a yeah. appropriate place for me. So he said, well, how about we do it at the shop? And it was like, yeah, it took a month or two to organize, but it was, uh, it was really cool. It was yeah. the, an emotional afternoon, but I was glad to do it. Your shop has come a long way, slash your garage, basement. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, it, it's come from, you know, 2018 when we did the first podcast episode with the microphone sitting on a sawhorse or something. Mm. Um, wow. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. To... Like we are completely is, different now. It's, showroom shop. It's, it's yeah. literally like it's a showroom. I mean, you have 15, 20 flags on the walls. You've got all sorts of new equipment and and the, the sparkly floor, whatever it's called. And, <laughs> um, what's it? I mean, people actually. You told me the other day, like somebody just came in off this, like just yeah, I don't know, just pulled in, swung by. Um, <laughs> Does well, that happen often? Like the, you know what? Because it is your house. I mean, it's it is, it, and it's. I know one of these days I'm not going to be home. Yeah. I mean, um, do you need a come in, we're open sign? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I I actually asked the guy, and this happened um, right after the episode on Chronicle ran. People, I have a website. Yeah. You know, it's just I'm easy to find, and yep. they just assume it's a store. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They, they should. I don't differentiate that or, or what have you. So um, it'd be pretty tacky if I had people driving to a P.O. box. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> and so um, it, it, it it's great. I mean, fortunately, I, for whatever reason, I've always been home. I'm not unaware of times that I've, I've missed a person. But um, on Friday, someone had reached out that they need to come by this afternoon. They need a retirement gift. Yeah. You know, so I always have stuff on display that I can also sell as well um, in between working on the custom pieces. But it's these people are just amazing that I that they swing by and everybody has a different story about why they want one or or you know when you get uh, a World War II widow coming in yeah. and ordering one with our husband's name on it or something it's it's well everybody's got a different yeah. everybody's got a different reason for it right mm. I mean you've got one that's got um what are they boat cleats Boat, yeah, with yeah. the, with the with rope the, around, yeah, it. with um, starfish for stars, yeah. So you made one for me for my friends that own the Christmas farm in that. Uh, oh, had the Christmas the, trees, had the Christmas yeah. trees for the stars, you know. Um, yeah, we could do. I'm working on one right now that has a Minuteman on it. Um, I'm working uh, on a scuba diving flag right now. I have a lot of custom stuff going on. That yeah. that's that's what's been weird about this February. It's it. There's been very little, yeah. Give me a God bless America special. It's, yeah. it's everything's been custom, so I've had to trace down um, different cutouts and shapes. Um, 
I have somebody who does some of the laser work for me. Yeah. But um, it's it's fun to do. Yeah, I meant to look this up. Now I'm going to look it up and see. I'm sure I kept it. Um, was uh, what number flag you gave me? Because I think it was like in the 80s. Does that sound right? I don't know. 2018? 18 might have been a little higher. Um. It wasn't a hundred. I know that. I didn't. I didn't get up to a hundred. What? What? Are you, where are you at? How many flags have you? Uh... Uh, I think I'm in the nine. I hit the nine fifties this morning. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Okay. Nine fifty. That's a. So four four and a half years. You're at nine hundred and fifty. You've you've done, we'll say nine hundred plus flags. Is that that's accurate a, enough? Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing like. Two, two hundred, two hundred fifty. Here it is. Uh, eighteen seventy-eight. Oh, uh, number seventy. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep, number seventy. That's like a vanity plate for one of my flags. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's the shop. There was the table that we put the microphone. Oh on. wow, that's before. Yeah, October twenty was done in the shop. Yeah. October twenty second, two thousand eighteen. You had that random. I had to take a picture of oh, the wood. Of your wood pile because I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> and then you had some, you gave me some reason why you did that. And I forget why. It seasons the wood quicker. That's how the Germans do it. <laughs> of course, of course it does. Um, so number 70. So you've done almost 900 in four and a half years. Wow. Yeah. A couple pieces of furniture thrown in there. Yeah. Um, do you number the furniture too? Everything's numbered in succession. Yeah. So if it has a flag on it, it's signed and has a number on it. If it has a flag on it, you actually don't make anything that doesn't have a flag. On I it. Have I, I wanted a bourbon box the other day, and you 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 then upsold me the flag with the shelving. I have something massive that I'm working on right now that my wife would not let me put a flag on it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was I just made a a huge custom piece for uh, Station One Brewery. Yeah in foxborough and it was big 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 <laughs> and this is the prototype uh i was working on uh two or three weeks ago yeah and i was talking at the same time with somebody who was picking up their flag and i had the frame made i put the backing on it and then i started inlaying the stripes i did this frame and realized i only made about room for seven stripes seven or eight stripes i cut this thing just ridiculously small yeah it's like oh all right and it's a solid ash frame which was not cheap what am i going to do with this now and how big is this uh it's five feet long and it's probably two two and a half feet in diameter it's a beast so it's going to be a mountain mosaic which those are really popular and, yeah. and sell um very quickly when you first made when you made the first one you didn't think it would sell i, I have one um you have my second one i think yeah yeah um no i didn't i didn't think um it would sell at all uh i just made it for me yeah i, I saw a picture of it i'm like i think i can do that with you know my own tweaking and um there's, there's a art gallery in new hampshire that I mean, probably every month and a half they sell one yeah. of the big big ones that i'll i'll make yeah so now you just make it with the mountains now you don't mess make it with the flag in the background or do you do both this one is just just mountains and mountains sky. and sky there's no flag yeah. on it uh there's no engraving on it it'll just be 
kind of like what I donated to the chamber. Yeah. Only a massively large version of it. I I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too big to even it. take a picture of it. I, I don't. We'll see. Um, I don't even have room in the shop to hang it. Yeah. Yeah. It, so, but how long does it take to make? I think I asked you this once before, but like on, on an average flag, like how many hours of? It depends on what the flag is being made from. So if I have an old beam, like one of these collar ties right here, yeah. it's, it's probably a, a four by 12. I have to yield usable wood out of that first. So it has to get run through a joiner, run through a planer. Um, I have to run a metal detector over it to see if I can take out all the old iron because if you hit an, a nail from the you know 18 or early 1900s, that's like legit steel. <laughs> Yeah, as opposed to, I mean, it's not good to hit a nowadays a nail, but yeah. a finished nail from back then versus a finished nail now, are two completely different things. Um, so you take that big beam and you cut it up yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. You I get it down to probably three, four feet, mm-hmm. uh, workable lengths, and then start running it through. So that process itself can take up to a day. Once once I have. So how many flags can you make with that beam right there? It depends. No one can see it on the camera, but it, it depends. above us is the, like the frat the the flags average uh, about an inch by two and a half inches, unless somebody wants like a custom yeah. size or whatever. But that that's the average. So you figure if that's a four by twelve, it, it's just tough to say with waste. Yeah. And when you when you're working with wood from the eighteen early nineteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds, sometimes. You can start cutting into it; they just completely fall apart, disintegrate. Yeah. Um, I've had people bring me logs, I you know, ten inch round log. I mm-hmm. might only yield two pieces of usable wood out of it when I'm done. It's amazing. What's the oldest piece of wood you think you've had? Now that you see, because I know uh, mine's mine's real old from the seventeen hundreds. I think you wow. Someone has brought me. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people bring their own wood to me. Yeah. You make a flag out of this, sure. Or uh, hopefully, uh, I did a lot this year. Um, people on Cape Cod, there's mm-hmm. no more no more real estate, so people are buying houses, taking them down, and building their own house. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, three separate occasions. People bring me wood from the house that they raised. Yeah, you make a flag out of it. We're gonna put it on the porch of the new one, which is a great idea. So. There was a, a a lot of that as well. So, but the, that's you know, probably early nineteen hundreds, that kind of stuff. Um, yours was part of a contract. A friend of mine who was doing work at the Ames Estate and called and said, "You know, I'm filling this dumpster up. Do you want it?" I was like, "Yeah." I went down there and because that happens all the time, right? People just do a renovation on an old house. Like yeah, um, the historical society uh, in Easton cleaned out their attic, and the gentleman called. He's like, "We are throwing out all this stuff," and there was there was a ton there that was. Um, usable and you just can't recreate the grain on some of the wood from yeah 1800s you just can't and it's nice and stable um and and who wouldn't want a flag made out of a 1800s bathroom stall door yeah i mean it's a story <laughs> of course it is it's a, it's a great story. if I mean, that wood could talk what does that wood seem <laughs> <laughs> yeah but well, that's not where my flag came from but <laughs> is there is there a flag somewhere that says bathroom stall uh-huh in easton oh. actually wow. there's is um more than one 
There's several. And the pe- every person that bought it thought it was awesome. Yeah. It's like, like who would lie about that? Yeah. I, if anything, I should have said, oh, this is from a church pew. And, the, yeah. you know, I'm like, no, this came out of the historical society. It was a uh, bathroom stall door. Well, it's, it's kind of You're fun. welcome. Yeah. And and every flag is signed and numbered. Yeah. And I put down on the back, I engrave um, where the wood came from. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it's it's funny because people, when people come to our house, I mean, you walk in the front door and we've got the flag coat rack. Um, and then we've got the Mount Mosaic. And then if you come in my office, I've got the Be Awesome original because there's been three Be Awesome flags made. Uh, Your board members. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, and then there's the, the challenge coin holder. And when people see them, they ask me, oh, where'd you get that? Like as if, as if you can get it at Walmart or something. And I'm like, mm. yeah, no, it's my friend made it. And then I tell start telling the stories. I've got the the uh, the challenge coin came from a, a pole shed or pole barn. Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. It's from a pole barn, the governor Ames estate. There's like all different ones. That's just different stories on each of them. It's kind of neat. Mm. And, uh, um, now, do you document every every one of them, or do you mm-hmm. just put it on the back? So you've got like a whole spreadsheet of every single. Uh, it's just kind of a notebook that I keep. But yeah, um, when it's out of production and it's going to a customer or going to be in the shop, yeah, um, I record the number and where the wood came from and what type of flag it is sometimes the person as well but it's just just so if i ever want to refer to whatever it really nothing more than nostalgia but it, it uh it's, it's it's funny to think that you know sometime probably this spring i'll hit a thousand flags yeah it's a lot of stars yeah yeah now one of the things that's interesting that when you talk about this stuff you, you get this passion like when you say was this beautiful piece of ash or look look, uh when i was over yesterday and you're like look at look at these nail holes like the square Mm. nail holes like in the mahogany is anybody is everybody that's in the construction business have this interest in wood or did you just like no like how did like how does that come about because for me and you know me i don't i don't know how to fix anything no you don't i'm lucky i can tie my shoe most days terrible yeah i'm the worst i I tried to I tried to take the ring my ring doorbell apart this this weekend because the battery was dead, and um, it took me uh, two trips to Home Depot and and a bunch of stuff to realize that <laughs> I just should oh, I should have just I should have just smashed it with a hammer and started over again. Um, I stripped the screw, of course, because I turned it the wrong way. So um, righty tighty, lefty loosey, yeah. unless you're upside down and then. Reverse, I guess. It's awkward. Um, the rings are awkward. I will yeah. say. Well, I get an excuse for that. But I just I find it interesting, just that 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 interest. Like for me, if it, if it was me, I'd just get two by fours and I'd slice them up and be like, "Hey, that's good. It's pine. It's whatever." But you you like, you it's, know, the different type of wood, the texture, what kind, how yeah. the wood's going to take to the to the to the stain, what type of stain. It's um. There's a science to it. There's, a, a little bit, but it it's. The, I, you know, I'll get a phone call from somebody and be like, "Hey, you know, I saw one a flag that says Land of the Free on it. it had all these nail holes in it. Do you have any wood like that?" Um, or some people want something more stately for their office, yeah, things like that. I do make flags out of brand new stock as well. If somebody wants something, you know, out of like walnut, beach, whatever. Um, I 
saw a TV show when I was in my teens, I believe. Um, guy making furniture out of reclaimed wood and I thought that was the neatest thing and I, I loved the look of the nail holes yeah. and stuff like that and that's just kind of how I started doing it um, o- over the years of renovating people's houses if I came across especially old old houses you come across interesting pieces of wood all the time so I just hung on to them and I said well geez maybe I'll use this to make flags and that's that's how that came about but um, do people call and say I'd like a mahogany flag or mm-hmm. an ash flag yeah or- because I just say, just make me a flag. I just right. know you're, I know you're going to do a good job. So that's all I. Fifty percent of the people just order flag. Yeah, they don't. Um, and then the other fifty percent are are very particular. Mm-hmm. So, but in uh, and it's definitely this year we're starting to do more um, corporate flags, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, retirement gifts, uh, or, you know, bosses distributing flags to their clients and stuff like that with the client's company name on them and things like that. So it's it's that's that's more on the uh, newer side of the, the flags as opposed to people want to give their grandfather who was in World War II a flag. Those people tend to want the the reclaimed stuff, and I do have a stash of wood that is specifically from some historic houses here in Easton that I save for somebody from Easton wants a flag and. Incidentally, the lighting in here makes it look like you're wearing green eyeshadow. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. The uh, oh, you are wearing eyeshadow. Yeah. Sorry, it's all right. The uh, question I was going to ask now that I forgot, and now I just remembered it because of your being a, just a great guest. Have you ever had a flag that you made that you didn't want to? Like someone ordered a flag and you just were like, "I don't want to sell this. I want to keep it." Yeah. Yeah, uh, a couple of times. Then I cave. Yeah. My, my poor wife. I, I <laughs> uh, before we did that fireplace, over, I'd, I'd make a flag, like my first wavy flag, yeah. and and I was so proud of this thing. I'd never seen anything like it before. And I was like, oh, let's put it on the mantle. And someone asked to buy it. She came home from work one day. She's like, wait, I'm like, I sold it. <laughs> but my first mountain mosaic put up there. Yeah. It, it's if I want to sell something, I have to put it on my mantle. Yeah. And then someone was like, hey, I saw your website. This and so. Um, there have been two or three that yeah. I've made that are definitely not going anywhere. But I like to see people buy them. I like this. I mean, the more flags that I sell, I have committed that the more I'll donate. Yeah, I almost was one for one this year with mm-hmm. donating, which was a lot. That will probably slow down a bit. Um, the second half of the year, I take it back. The second half of the year was almost yeah a, a one for one. Every flag I sold. Um, I'd like to keep it around every two flags I sell. I could probably donate one. Yeah. Um, there's some business things going on that I, I have to evaluate first, but it's, what's well, a lot. That's a, that's a huge, that's a huge commit. I get carried away. I yeah. Think, well, I think you get carried away. Cause I mean, you have so many people that ask, I mean, I get, mm. I mean, I don't have anything special. I mean, I've got, you know, from a, from a, tangible it's t-shirts and coffee mugs right it's like from a from a business it's you know will you speak for free or will you come it's still do this do this talk we do something and you know the um the reality of it is is it's just you have more asks than there is time money and effort that effort that you can put to something i mean i get 10 to 15 requests of, of donations every week i mean you're out there you've got 
and I don't have a huge social media following. Like you've got thousands of people between your, you know, your Instagram and your Facebook and everything else. And so yeah, I'm sure you get a ton of people and you don't want to say no to anybody. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say no. No, um, it is, especially, um, and unfortunately, sometimes I, I just have to. Sometimes I just don't have anything to donate and I won't be able to produce something in time. Right. Um, sometimes I can give a gift certificate mm-hmm. at least. Um, so I, I try to do what I can, but I'm definitely keeping it local. Yeah. Um, as far as flags, except for some of the few veterans organizations that I, I committed to, but even those are just within the Commonwealth now. Um, but it's it's incredible to still donate that. And then don't forget, once a month, we we send somebody a free flag as well. Yeah. If I see somebody do something patriotic on TV or social media or... Who's the guy that sent you the book? Gary? Gary Sinise. Yeah. 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 He, he had a... Dude, a Gary Sinise Foundation... Um, I don't know why I started researching it. This was years ago. Yeah. And everything he does with veterans, building houses for them and everything. And uh, him is banned and they go play at uh, the army bases. And so sent him a flag. Yeah. Didn't think it. I, when I send somebody a flag anonymously or what have you, I do not expect anything in return. Whatever. What was it? Like four or five months later, I get a copy of his book with a huge letter written on the inside of it. And, yeah. and, it was it was neat, and uh, a couple times I've seen him interviewed on TV, and there's my flag in the background. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him on TV. I have to check it out. I'll do, do some searching. Yeah, you've done some like you did one you sent to a police officer that was like a hockey coach or something. There was a story behind. Oh that. wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, but that was a good one. Yeah, um, he had. Uh, he was a uh, lecture. He was. It was tryouts for like a semi-pro hockey team. He coached as well. In where was, that was before COVID. Where was it? Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah. And that was probably 2018. So, and yeah. um, it was when the people stopped the nonsense of kneeling during the national yeah. anthem. And he said he was telling his players. Someone was videotaping. He was telling his players in the lock. These were prospective players that were trials. Yeah. He goes, "You're going to kneel during the national anthem, or whatever." Um, he said it just so politely and respectfully, but you know, please get that f out now. Yeah, there was no. It was just, and of course, that went viral everywhere. Yeah. And I saw it. I'm like, I sent this guy a flag, and I I didn't even know he was a police officer. And research found out, sent it to him, and and he called me, and we just had a really nice, you know, hour long conversation. Yeah, just a cop out of I and talking, but yeah. it was cool. For somebody that doesn't get out much, you get to meet a lot of people that are that are pretty awesome all around, you know, all over the place for basically oh, yeah. from this flag from this flag business. Mm, like absolutely. when you think about it, like you've we I think I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but I mean you've you've literally flown twice. Once once with us. Once on my honeymoon. And once on your honeymoon in the last twenty some odd years. So you're like you're you're pretty local guy. You don't go, no, you go to yeah. Hampshire, you go to Cape. No, I get made fun of for it, but yeah. I am just one of those people that I, I have everything I need in New England. Yeah. <laughs> I have beach, I have mountains, and I would like to see other places and Yeah. I'm sure we will at some point, but I But you got people I mean, like I say, you've got 
people in Colorado and Connecticut and Georgia yeah, and all these people that you flags get to, to Alaska and, yeah. and Hawaii. Yeah. Uh, I sent one to England a few years ago. So, I mean, it, uh, it's just neat connecting with all these people. Yeah. Um, up and down the East Coast, which is which is great, and, and just having these conversations, especially where probably 30% of these people are public safety. Yeah. So it's 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 really neat to talk to other people who share the same job as myself, and to hear what nuances they're dealing with, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, you learn quickly that it's the same everywhere, just different faces or what have you. But it um, it's it's a fun ride so far. Yeah. You know? No, I think the, I want to do this episode for a couple of reasons. And one of them was, um, you know, I think we've talked about it. The podcast is meant to be kind of a time capsule. It was, it was in design for me originally. I didn't know what I was doing. You know, Ed, our friend Ed said, Hey, you gotta do a podcast. Your friend started, Ed. Yeah. You know, my friend Ed, uh, so say you gotta do a podcast. You should do a podcast. Cause they were just picking up. There was, I think 600,000 podcast channels. Joe Rogan, you know, was, was really in, getting into his prime and, 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 um, so I launched the podcast in July of 2018, not knowing what I was going to do and had Santa Claus on episode three. And all of a sudden, just strangely, it started to pick up. And before I knew it, you know, it's in the top 3% all podcasts and there's 3.4 million podcasts a day, which is pretty good. Well, um, it does pose the question that I was planning on asking you. And I've been asked by several people, I think more people listen to your podcast than you think but everyone wanted to know you do the be awesome at fm stuff yeah but what has happened to the be awesome podcast yeah they've slowed down because you've been busy doing your your other stuff well was, um what what does the future hold for that because people yeah as was, much as it pains me to compliment you yeah it, it um <laughs> <laughs> well now that i'm in this studio i can do it yeah, so it's been it's it's really been interesting so um i actually have three podcasts um, and two are for, you know, primarily focused on facilities. One sp specific for Missouri, you know, it's, it's, you get a hundred, you get 168 hours in a week. And, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges for me is, um, I watch a lot of podcasts where people record episodes, like record four or five episodes and then they release them. And I was always doing the episodes as they came. So literally I recorded the episode with you and I published it. The first episode I did with you in October, 2018. We literally recorded it and I published it before I even left your house. Mm. Um, and it doesn't work. Like from from a from a scale side of things, from a sanity side of things, like I'm going on the road this week, I'm gonna record probably two or three episodes. Um, so I need to figure out I need to figure out how to do it more timely. Um, but where is it going and what is it gonna do? The goal is to do more of them. Um, the reality is it doesn't pay the bills. You know, this is a this is a non revenue generating um venture that I have that it probably never will. Like when you look at podcasts, even if you get traction and tons of followers and all of a sudden, because I look like I'm wearing green eyeshadow, everybody follows and subscribes on YouTube. The number of people that actually make money of any considerable anything with advertising and everything, it's very small. Mm. Um, and, you know, COVID killed me. Like COVID was, COVID was a crippler. I mean, it I was- remember. You cannot be a public speaker. I mean, we started started the business in 2018, in June of 2018. I was gainfully employed, and this was a side a side gig. And in 2020, um, I had picked up enough momentum where 
I could have left my job. I, I was I was happy with my job. I could have left my job and, and probably taken it on full time. And then I ended up losing my job in COVID, uh, gained full employment. And it's been kind of a roller coaster ride um, ever since. And now we're just starting to pick up, as you said the other day, you're like, oh, you're like, you know, you're traveling pre-COVID, right? You're back. You're back. Yep, you're the back old Josh. On, yeah, the old Josh is back. And uh, But it's taken a while. And um, the other piece is guests, just having people to come on that I find that are that are interested and that kind of fit into the mold of what Be Awesome is supposed to be, which is, you know, we're all ordinary people, but some some folks are doing some really extraordinary things. Everybody can. Um, but, you know, having those that that person on the on the other end of the microphone is is key. And you just don't have that that opportunity as often as you'd like. So the goal is to do it more now that I've got Adam over here that's running the show and we get this space to use the the goal is to do more i think um more frequent more regular um probably timed releases opposed to release as as they come so like every tuesday at two yeah um but you're right i mean it's funny as as analytics and tools start to get better and smarter um you start to see and you're like wow i had you know the, the podcast i did uh with with the facility management be awesome facility management Two weeks ago, I had fifteen hundred downloads in the first yeah. twenty four hours, and like the last be awesome with David Cooks had, um, I think it's up over three thousand downloads, and it's like, where you know who are these people? And then you talk to people, and they're like, hey, listen to your podcast last there are week. So many people that don't even listen to live radio anymore that they right. just they're on the car. Whatever. Yep. I, if I'm going for any lengthy ride, um, sometimes all the way to Southeastern. Yeah, I'll. Pull down a podcast. How's life been, by the way, with the moving of the monument? Has that directionally challenged you? It at screwed all? me up. Yeah. yeah. It it um I just drive right by now. I missed my turn to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a in our town there was a monument in Southeast and um and it was in the middle of this you ridiculous was, intersection. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a ridiculous intersection. So they the monument is from the seventeen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds. And they uh, they moved the monument to the side of the road, which everybody has just been up in arms about. And they put a street light in, but it, it needed to be there because it was. Um, oh yeah, it's a horrific accident there. The street light is yeah. definitely. But it's 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 helps. a waypoint in town, and where it's moved off to the side of the road, um, I'm sure it's. Yeah, when people stop at the fire station for directions now, I, I have to send them to my house first. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter which way you're going, go left. Do you know what Pequonic and Ave is? And then yeah. we fetch her off from there. Yeah. But no, it's uh I'm hoping to do more of them, uh, to answer your question. That's the that's the plan anyway. We'll see how many people listen to this and uh and kind of take it from there. But you know, it's it's been an interesting ride. This is kind of one of the things I want to talk about and kind of the time capsule, going back to the time capsule pieces. You know, in 2018, it was funny. I was sitting in Starbucks, I designed my own I, I did my own uh, website and talked to you and I'm like, Hey, I can build you just a crappy website too, if you want. And you're like, ah, I don't know. And I, we built they fought your, it. Built, yeah, remember that? <clears throat> yep. You fought it. We built your website. I built you a, a terrible website so that your family could, you know, go and build another one, which was lights out fantastic. And you got all sorts of traction with it. Um, but I mean, thinking about like going back to 2018, we were both just kind of like, what do we do? And we just kind of figured it out. And for you to have done 900 flags and for me to go through this 
wild ride of, yeah. a, of a business. It's kind of kind of interesting when you stop for a second and look back and go. I, you know, I will say, you know, not to give Square a plug, but yeah. they do Squarespace. Yes. Um, you can give Square a plug too because I use them for my payments. They go out of their way to make it easy for your average person to yeah. try and market yourself through a website. Yep. Um, and I mean, I'm lucky my middle daughter is a marketing major at Stonehill College and the spring project is going to be a revamp of Shelton Flag again. So mm -hmm. hopefully a little bit more professional, better quality, which yep. is you know, the free help for me, I'll take it. Um, and probably by summertime, we'll be launching the Cape Cod Flag Company as well. So mm -hmm. it'll be kind of a sister company of mine, um, obviously focusing down the Cape. Yep. That seemed to have picked up uh, a lot by the end of the summer last year. So it'll it'll be busy, but it'll be um, the the importance of the the internet and in these these companies like Squarespace or. or so nobody paid no, cash just isn't being used anymore. So we mentioned right. Square. Uh, I think a couple of weeks ago we were talking about your Square Reader. Yeah. Mine I can't stand because it's oh yeah you gotta charge it. Uh, well, I told you I was gonna let you borrow it and I never gave it to you. Exactly. Yeah. Too busy sweeping for mines. Yeah. And <laughs> so, um, but they it for for somebody like me to be able to figure out how to send an invoice yeah. and have you pay it online securely and quickly yeah it's great it it's if you're my advice to people with businesses uh selling a product or whatever that they're on the fence about or whatever is is to research it pay your sales tax yeah um which you have to do monthly now but it it's I would not be where I was if it weren't for you that afternoon you came over and I was making fun of you the whole time building yep. the website. Yeah. Um it was this time, I don't know, five years ago, six yep. years ago, something like that. And but it, it was it, it legitimizes you. People can do a Google search, say, okay, you know, it's this, 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 and you can't rely on social media as much as you used to be able to. There's, yeah, there's, it's kind of con it's definitely gone. Uh, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's free, which is good. So yeah. any, you know, a little piece of the pie is better than no pie at all. But yeah. the way the algorithms are now, if people are not liking and sharing, then it's going to get dialed back. There are positives that I tell people to it, though, as far as, um, well, you know, I just posted a flag. Not everyone's seeing it, but over the course of two weeks, Yep. it keeps recirculating in other people's feeds that have not seen it. So it, it does pop up. And so there, you know, the weeks that I'm not putting as much of my product online to show, there's still, you know, it's jogging people's memory and stuff like that. So it's, it's good and it's bad, but you definitely can't rely on it. And and I think what we're finding now is the video world is, is taking over. So Reels, um, TikTok, YouTube, yep. that's making plain Facebook or Instagram become like radio. Yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? And it, it seems to be. Well, from a business standpoint, you got to think about like, for me, my buyers are on LinkedIn. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm in the thousands of mm -hmm. dollars for, for an hour of, of speaking. 
you know, my starting my starting rate, it's on my website, it's $5,000. And, and that's a lot of money. And so for me to put, you know, a lot of my attention into TikTok, you know, I, I just, I've, I've never had any, I've never really had any, I haven't gotten any interest from anyone to, to actually book me on any other social media other than LinkedIn. But I also haven't gotten the level of interest as much as I've had in the last eight months when I had my website actually built by somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't have a middle child. That's probably where I messed up because that's free labor from what I'm hearing, <laughs> which is nice. Um, but I actually paid to have a, my website redone. And I just literally looked at the phone, my phone a couple of minutes ago and I had a submission of someone that wanted to um, have me do a keynote in, uh, in I think, uh, Minnesota. Um, pretty cool. I never got that before. The website was was uh, was built professionally or has that professional look. Yeah, there was definitely a difference. The work that I do is no different. The effort that I give is no different. But no, the, but the, the marketing is. Yeah, the marketing. It's all and and I've been someone that's fought that. You know, I was like, it does, shouldn't matter what my website says or looks like. People should, you know, Same want here. me. Yeah, and uh, and there's a fine line between looking too mm-hmm. expensive, right, versus. Uh, you know, a picture quality is a big thing. Yeah. Okay, picture quality, even if you have a, a, a boring website, uh, professional yeah. headshots, uh, professional picture taking is a worthwhile investment to your business. Oh, 100%. Chris Ventresco followed me around town. What I wanted to do was I wanted all my pictures to be in the town in, in Easton, other than, you know, the action photos, which they've also were in Easton at Stonehill College and uh, in Canton at, at uh, Blue Hills, but um, yeah, that it made all the difference in the world. And having that website definitely, uh, I think, from a business standpoint, there's a lot of people that are that are either they either have a side hustle and they've lost their job, or they're worried about their job. And I think that there's no better time. And I'm not telling you to go out, drop everything, go start a business, but it's never been easier. You know, LegalZoom gets you in and out for six hundred bucks to get an an actual LLC run. You can get a website built by someone if you don't want to build it yourself for a couple grand at the most. And um and you're right, all the marketing on the social media is it's free, you know. Hmm. <laughs> we don't we don't do that boosting anymore, um, after all of the oh. the, the, the A B testing on that stuff. But Yeah. Yeah. No. That that that's it's yeah. Yeah. Well it's it's building that following. You know, it's getting people genuinely interested. And I mean, you, you we talked about this and then we gotta jump off here in a few minutes. Um but, uh, you know, you talked about it the other day. You're like, how many pictures of flags can I put up that people are interested? But you still have a, a diehard following of you put your picture yeah, of a flag yeah. or a video there, of a the, flag. And there are, I I actually get, when I'm posting them sometimes, I'm just like, oh, another one. No, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. You know, and Carrie will just say, just put it out there. Yeah. Like you said, how many times do you say, will you just post one and just say for sale? Yeah. 350. Yeah. Uh, every time I do it sells yeah so but being able to park your pride and listen to the advice of others yeah is key yeah it absolutely is key it's it's key in the business world it's it's key in the trades it's it's one of those life lessons that I hope you know my kids yeah there are people that know more than you and if you can extract that information sometimes it's helpful sometimes it's not yeah. you, you have to sift through it but you know advice you've given me uh, as much as i don't want to admit it my advice my wife has given me um 
It's paid off. Yeah. Tenfold. Yeah. Well, it's open that the open minded pieces, especially when you have kind of a um you're you're the one that's invested in something. That was like that book I think I told you about Marcus Sheridan's They Ask You Answer. Mm-hmm. It is the complete polar opposite of how I've done business my entire life. And I read it and I got to this point where I was just reading the book and I'm like, this guy's sharing everything. He was in the pool business, he had a pool company, and he's sharing all of his secrets about business. And I was like, why is this guy sharing all this stuff? This is ridiculous. And the the next page, he says, I share all of this because I know that 99% of the people that read this won't do this. And it's like, wow, that's that's a pretty strong statement of like what you say. It it takes a lot to park your pride. And for me, I try to listen way more than I than I speak on things like I don't know anything. I did. uh, um, I think I did a podcast or a webinar recently where somebody says, you know, I don't want to be the, uh, you know, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I said, if there's anybody that I'm smarter than in a room, I'm leaving. Like, I want to be the dumbest person in the room because I want to learn and be a sponge where earlier in my career, I think I had something to prove and I'd go in and I'd feel like a know-it-all. And uh, I don't know, I don't know a fraction of of much of anything. I, I got a lot to learn and, um, and it's paying off. Like, people genuinely want to help you and they come up with good ideas. It was you know, putting um, putting my pricing and putting my stuff on my website is huge, because that's a like again, it's a it's a uh, it's a large ask, and it's always going to be too much if they don't know. And now that's right there, front and center, they know what their minimum investment is going to look like. So if they're reaching out to me and they say I want to talk, it's it's a it's a it's a conversation right out of the gate of hey, I know what this might cost or should cost. I still want to talk to you, and now that's qualified, right? Um, and it's kind of like when we talk about. Things like show and price, it's like, yeah, you get 10 phone calls and two people buy. Well, that's 10 phone calls. It's eight It's eight calls of your time that's not That's not well yeah, spent. I, I definitely... But you're in a different place now. So you used to have... When I used to give you a hard time about that. See, mine's mine's pretty cut and dry and standard. Like, I have a very simple formula on, on, on how I charge. You're doing everything custom. Like, I was joking. I was half joking about you don't make anything without a flag. But you're literally making a wavy flag with a bourbon case and, and holding glasses, which is something I want to do. Right. You, you, you can't say that's $850 or $1,000 no. across the um, board. And, and believe me when I say, if I quote something, sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. Uh, sometimes I get myself wrapped into making something that is just, you know, I sit there and go, how the heck am I going to do this? And I've already committed to it. And it's not like I, it's not like I can go back. Like if I'm renovating someone's house and we open a wall, we find 10,000 pipes and wires. Yeah. I can go back and say, hey, th- this is going to cost pipes and wires. X amount of dollars to get out of the way. Yeah. This, uh, you, you ordered something and I quoted it and that's it. I mean, but having the average price, your standard flag that people are buying, the yeah. middle-sized flag is $350. It's been the same since... 2017 yeah. having those prices on there has helped mm-hmm. um we have found and this will be fixed in the website revamp that when squarespace optimizes over to mm-hmm. your phone the prices get lost yeah and it definitely people are we've talked about this people most people are living on their phones now yeah everybody so it um that's the next step be awesome the be awesome app that's what i'm working on that's what I'm hoping to have yeah. in the next couple of months. And then that way it's just, a, they just tap it and it's, everything's right there. So, well, listen, how do people get a hold of you? How do they buy your flags? How do they go to your shop and bother you while you're eating dinner? 
that's, <laughs> that's what I'm uh, the best place to start is the website www.shoveltownflag.com um, you can send me an email at chris at shoveltownflag.com uh, all the eye contact info is there you can scroll back to I don't know how far back that reel goes but it used to be just about everything that yeah. has been out there um, Facebook like us uh, Instagram like us those are good spots to start to you can always click on on yeah. the the IG of Facebook and it'll take you to the website but um, and it's not just pictures of flags you're sharing people's stories you're sharing yeah there's so a lot of stuff it's, it's, it's not, just so people know that it's it's not just flags it is flags but it's not just pictures of flags with nothing on there you actually put content and yeah, yeah. Um, and you're gonna see more of that as we go especially on the um, the veterans donation yeah. end of uh, what's going on so that uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this year. It um, I have so much that I want to do. I keep saying I'll take advantage of the slow period for this, this, this. Then I'll start something that gets busy. Yeah. So this is supposed to be my slow time of the year, and I'm, you know, still three, four weeks out on 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 flags. They're not obviously not made yeah. overnight, and people, um, well, I think people that's know important. that. But yeah. back to before we go, like what you've always said to me. Having your prices out there, people or, or or your price, people are reaching out to you because they're going to hire you. Right. It almost doesn't matter what you charge, mm-hmm. as long as it's within some fair and reasonable. Exactly, and and that's the same with me. Uh, some people, if they've seen the flags elsewhere, which is typically yeah. how it works, it, the I'm not saying cost is not an option, but they're going to pay whatever it is as long as it's reasonable so yeah. i mean i'm confident with what i charge and there's a million other flag places out there but none of them do it yeah the way we do it but it um that's a sign of your quality and the content you put up yep so well i appreciate it man i appreciate you setting this thing up i appreciate this idea of having a studio and that you're hearing people saying they want more of this yeah you um, can this is uh yeah. This is great. Yeah, really is. Yeah, it's one of those things, um, th- and I think that there's other community access channels out there in other communities. But you know, we grew up in Easton, and you know, we, I was I was saying Adam about you know t- Tuesday night trivia and the Easton Lions Club auction you know, every we year. Do a always, townie podcast. A town, we just a townie podcast, just talking about town. I'm just going to make fun of you for yeah. an hour. Yeah, that's that's good. No. We, yeah, that that's great. We could talk about all the stuff that went on in town growing up in the seventies and eighties. But uh no, I've I, I honestly had uh I've had zero involvement with, with ECAT um and until until recently and what I found is they have th- these guys are they have the history of, of the town. Like as far as a time capsule, um they just put a, a video out and you want to look at Easton Community Access Television on, on YouTube, but they just put a, a Tuesday night trivia video from like 1984 like they've got some really cool stuff and that's kind of important for folks to see we're in such a fast moving world um it's important to kind of see where places were yeah. you know what 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 went on and what was in some place i was just in uh, st charles missouri a couple of weeks ago and i was on i stayed at the streets of st charles and it's on one side of the highway and it's you know pf changs and bar louis and new hotels and all the stuff but what was really cool was old st charles you know, St. Charles on the river, the old restaurants, 
um, Tony's Steakhouse, like stuff. Where was this? St. Charles, Missouri. And that's a state? Missouri's a state. St. Charles. On the other side of the monument. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get you a map. Uh, I think you're going to New York with me next month. We'll start there. Um, But no, it's, but it's, but it, it really, it's, it's character and history is important. And I think people forget about that and get caught into the oh, shiny, especially a town like this if you shiny flashy objects that come around if you take the time to realize what what originated out of this town oh yeah it's like, impressive and bizarre all at once oh yeah well i was i made a joke to somebody about um you know S- sundays going into the funny mirror the nickelodeon donuts and people were like what it's like Nickelodeon Donuts, which is where El Mariachi was, which yeah. is where Perry's was. Which wow! Is, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could have a to- you could have a Tony talk, but um, no, this is really cool. Hopefully, Adam has us back. Adam, am I going to be invited back here again? Yeah. Oh, cool. Adam's going to have me back again. This has been fantastic. Uh, great, great first experience. I can't thank uh, those that have uh, suggested my podcast to people like Chris. Uh, like Samantha Godfrey, and she was a she was a guest on the podcast early on in COVID, um, and I got to have some some locals because I did I did offer uh, anyone in Easton that wanted to promote their business or anything um, that uh, that they were working on uh, during COVID, and I had a couple of um, a couple of companies that still wanted to come on and talk about what they're doing and what they were doing to make a difference in COVID. And I think after COVID, so um, we'll have some other guests in here, but. Uh, in the meantime, if you can follow, subscribe, like, share, do all that fun stuff. Everybody knows I'm not that big of a social media person. But if you do, uh, if you see that this is uh, worthy of a five-star rating and review on any podcast platform that you listen to, if you can go ahead and give us that five-star rating and review, uh, we would appreciate it. We'll send you a free T-shirt still. We've got 70 uh, five-star ratings and reviews uh, for, for you to, to put in a perspective. Um, 90% of podcasts have 10 or less. So we're at 70, which is pretty good. So I'd love to get to 100 by the time we hit our uh, June anniversary, our five-year anniversary this June. So if you do that, send me an email with uh, your name and address and shirt size, and I'll send you a, a Be Awesome t-shirt free of charge, glued shipping and handling. Uh, Josh, J-O-S-H at beawesome.com. Again, it's Josh at beawesome.com. And uh, in the meantime, we'll look forward to having episode 106 from the road this week. Later on, we'll release that. And then maybe be back in the studio for episode 107 uh, next week or the week after. So in the meantime, if you could be anything, be awesome. Thanks for listening. Come to you from underneath the peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work Just like our mascot rooster, see the jerk